Yes, it is a special presentation of Sucker Radio here on MMASucker.com. I am your host, Jeremy Brand. I have one special interview for you today. He is not a fighter. He is not a fan. Well, he is a fan. He is not a promoter. He's not a manager. He is not a guy who runs an organization. He helps out behind the scenes within the UFC. His name is Markel Martin, and he was featured on The Bachelorette this season as well as this summer on Bachelor in Paradise. You may wonder why we have this guy on the show. Well, as I said, he works for the UFC. So what better guy to get on the show than a guy that works behind the scenes with fighters, with Dana White, and to find out what they thought about him being on The Bachelorette and these guilty pleasure shows. So I'm going to chat with him in a few minutes here. Um, Please... uh, Uh, The interview itself has some audio issues. Um, Bear through those because some of the other stuff that he gets to, I mean, you got to listen to. This guy is a class act. Who knows? He could be the next Bachelor uh, on ABC. Uh, Vote for him. Get on Twitter. Help him out. Tell the people at ABC that you want him to be the next Bachelor. Uh, So without further ado, here's my interview with Markel Martin. He was on season 10 of The Bachelorette and currently on this summer's guilty pleasure, Bachelor in Paradise. You may wonder why we're having this guy on the show. Well, Markel Martin also works for the UFC. Please welcome Mr. Martin to Sucker Radio. Markel, thanks for joining me today, man. Thanks for having me. For sure. Now, let's start off with, obviously, the question at hand is, how did a guy who has a great job like working for the UFC end up not just on The Bachelorette, but also on Bachelor in Paradise? Um, I'll start it off by saying this. Um, I work for great people. Uh, Daniel and my boss, Mike Mossholder, um, when I approached them, um, and, and Lorenzo as well, uh, when I approached them about you know me <laughs> potentially being on the show, uh, they're very supportive, and uh, you know, I was off in LA. So what what is your official role with Zufa? Uh, marketing partnerships. I am a sponsorship sales coordinator. Okay. Uh, so essentially, what I do um, is I kind of work with the various departments within the company um, to put together proposals in which we go out and, and pitch various clients on sponsorship deals. So you do work within UFC headquarters then. Absolutely. So then, then my next question is, I'm, I'm not afraid to say it, but obviously Bachelor in Paradise has been a guilty pleasure of mine. That is why we have you on the show today. As a guy, <laughs> nice. as a guy that's not necessarily something that to be proud of. But So what exactly did your peers at UFC headquarters, especially the men, think of you being on both these shows? Oh, gosh. You know, um, it's... It, it's tough, uh, you know. Of, of course, I get supported, but at the same time, uh, you know, the guys joke around with me. If I ever see Dana around the office, you know, he teases me a little bit. Uh, so I just, I just take it on the chin. Uh, no, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> everyone's pretty cool. I mean, you know, my my experience on the show uh, was was great. I tried to you know represent the, the company as best I could, but as you can imagine, you know us being a, a, a global fighting company and, and me going to uh, 
you know, fall in love, it uh, so, sometimes doesn't come without it. It's teasing. <laughs> so you mentioned crossing paths with Dana there. Um, do you have much pr- contact with the president? And did he sit you down or anything like that before going on the show to chat with you about it? What are his thoughts on it? No, um, I, I, actually, you know, um, me and Dana like just kind of developed um, you know, kind, kind of a, a rapport with one another. He's just awesome and easy going. I think the first time I met him, I was just kind of nervous. But I always cross his path in the gym because uh, we work out downstairs. And, um, you know, I just came up to him and said, like, hey, I want you to know before, you know, most of the people in the company, you know, I just got approached and I'm not sure if I'll be selected, but just want to let you know and, and see um, if it was okay with you if I was selected to go on, on the show. And he said, absolutely. You know, um, he, he supported me 100%, and I'm forever grateful. That that, that guy's amazing. You know, and, and Lorenzo and, and my boss as well, they're surprisingly just super supportive, you know. How long have you been with the organization? Um, I started in, in October of 2012. Okay, so it wasn't like you had just started and then, bam, you're gone off to film this this Bachelorette thing. Yeah, no, no, not not at all. I think, um, you know, which was a, a blessing for me is that, you know, I, I uh, and, and most of the come and, you know, uh, while working for the company and outside. So I don't think that they had any kind of reservations um, in, in me actually going on the show at all. Now, you came off as a complete gentleman on the show. There were a few confrontations, however. You were um, confronted on The Bachelorette over some comments said about your race. Then on Bachelor in Paradise, you had a confrontation on this last week's episode about a love letter that was written. Have you watched both those moments, and and what were your thoughts on how you handled yourself? Um, Yeah, I actually watched uh, both the moments um, on The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. Obviously... Uh, you know, my kind of confrontational moment on the Bachelorette, uh, being that it was on the, the issue of race, uh, was much harder to kind of look back on. Um, but I wouldn't change how I reacted uh, in any way. Um, I'm actually kind of proud of myself for for reacting in that sense. Uh, and, you know, I'm not reacting in mind when I do. Work and and friends, family, things of the sort. Me, I remember the letter uh, that Ben had had received, and I was just like, you know, this is first not it. Hello, uh, the signal is a little wonky here. Are are you, are you able to hear me? Uh, no, I can't. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> so what 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 was your favorite part of the whole Bachelorette experience? Your favorite memory? Um, my favorite memory, um, honestly, was probably the the cookie tasting that the first night. Um, I think you know, just looking back on the entire experience, uh. The big takeaway is obviously, you know, you kind of form 
these cool uh, friendships with, with the other guys in the house. And, you know, but for me, I think, you know, that very first night, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. You start seeing all these uh, cameras around and, you know, you're talking to a girl um, in, in this dating environment and it's it's just different you know it's a camera um crew <laughs> I had the cookies around and it kind of like right home and the cameras kind of went away in a sense uh so i was kind of definitely in my comfort zone in that very moment because uh, i just remember being so kind of thrown back on the whole reality TV show experience being that it was the first night. I was super nervous when I met her. I was a limo, you know, before other guys and all the time. And, you know, when I had the time, I was very comfortable and, and confident. So that was easily my. Now at the finale, you were asked about becoming the next bachelor. You seemed very hesitant. I've seen on Facebook and Twitter fan pages with some serious numbers behind them saying, that they want you to be the next Bachelor. Obviously, there hasn't been an announcement, nor do we know whether you are or or you're not. Um, I saw a tweet from you um, over the past couple of days saying how, how you were extremely um, happy that people wanted you to be the next Bachelor and, and sort of thrilled about that. Are, are you still uncertain of whether you would do this or not? Um, myself, personally... Um... I know I, I, I would do it uh, just because I, I believe in the entire process. You know, obviously it's easy to become a skeptic of the process, watch firsthand kind of, uh, you know, some of my friends from the fall in love in, in like two weeks. So if you lend yourself to that experience and um, have kind of open mind, open heart, so to speak, it's very possible. And I returned home uh, from my stint on the Bachelorette, uh, it was like so shocking to see this uh, received from fan, and it was very humbling, and it was it was really kind of because I don't get me wrong, like people sometimes you know have have these ideas that you know some guys try to go on there and 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 go to be the next Bachelor, or people already have an idea of who the next Bachelor is, like. I had no, no, <laughs> no dreams of even being in that conversation of being the next bachelor. So it was just uh, a huge kind of compliment. I was extremely flattered that I was at least in the conversation, you know. And um, so to answer your question, uh, would I consider it? Absolutely. I'm not kind of up in arms about it, but ultimately the decision goes to ABC and, and the whole crew in, in America, of course. It was obviously the way you portrayed yourself on the show, though, which is definitely kudos to you. I appreciate that. Try to. <laughs> Not a bad guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, let's get away from this Bachelor talk and talk about what the show is really about, mixed martial arts. You work for the UFC, uh-huh. so if you've seen your fair share of fights. Um, who is your favorite fighter to watch live? Uh, my favorite fighter to watch live is uh, Anderson Silva. Um, sure. I think his kind of style and, and the way that he obviously um, carries himself, you know, be it that first fight ever in person, he, he uh, that's when he lost to Chris Weidman. But at the same time, like, I'm just a huge fan of 
of his his confidence in the octagon that he carries. He kind of reminds me of uh, you know um, like a Muhammad Ali kind of style. You know, it's kind of kind of a mind game, and he's he's super quick, very intelligent. So you know, without me being an expert in MMA, um, I I would easily say that. He's my favorite person to watch. So you must be pretty stoked about him coming back, fighting Nick Diaz. How do you see that fight going? Uh, that's that's going to be a, a tough fight. You know, uh, Diaz is is he gets after it a little bit, you know. But you know, me obviously, I'm I'm a, a, a little biased, but <laughs> at the same time, I think it's great for for the to come see that action i think everyone would love to see it. i think it's going to be a great fight and you know who knows who's the who's obviously you said that your favorite fighter is anderson silva yeah the first time you watched him fight was when he lost so that's obviously not your favorite fight that you've seen live to date what is your favorite fight that you've seen live to date my favorite fight that i've seen live to date was uh my first fight that I actually worked at, which was UFC 155, um, and I was Cain Velasquez and, and JDS, and I just remember kind of just feeling the energy of the crowd, and it was like, you know, I grew up playing football all my life, so I've been in my fair share of, of crowds, but it was just a different feeling, and that's when I knew, I was like, okay, there's something to our sport that, that you know, resonates with fans in a in a unique way. Definitely, so you, that that was exciting. Yeah. No kidding, you must see fighters come through the headquarters like on a daily basis. Who's the most <laughs> down to earth fighter you've met and and met in person? Um, the most down to earth person I, I I've met is uh, Travis Brown. Uh, I had to do a uh, a watch party, a Harley Davidson. Davidson watch party with him in um, in South Dakota, I think it was, and I didn't know him. It was, it was kind of my, my I was still kind of relatively new uh, to the company, and you know, knowing that this guy's a six seven, you know, I don't know, two hundred fifty pound fighter, you know, obviously it's intimidating. I I just assumed that maybe he wouldn't even want to speak with me, and he's just, you know, but it, it couldn't have been. Um, couldn't have been better, you know, uh, for my first kind of experience with a fighter like that. He was very um, easygoing, you know, funny guy, uh, nice, down to earth. Just treated me with respect, and you know, and, and that that goes for all the fighters that I've um, uh, encountered. Everyone's super nice, and I, I guess I kind of see it now because you know, there's no reason for them to be jerks because you know they they know how to fight. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> So they're always just like overly just kind, you know. So I, I bet a lot of people uh, wouldn't wouldn't assume that would be the case, but uh, for sure, um, Travis Brown kind of changed my whole perspective on, you know, any preconceived uh, assumptions. You know. Yeah, it definitely seems like these fighters. I mean, I've interviewed my fair share of them for this show. I've met a bunch of them live, and and it's very easy to approach fighters that, and in a way that you wouldn't expect because, yes, they're fighters. Um, we see it with other sports like the NHL, the NFL, NBA. These guys, you try to get an interview with them, and it's near to impossible. MMA fighters are so approachable. Yeah, exactly, and it, it's weird. It's kind of like an oxymoron. But, 
Yeah, they're very approachable. So you you say you're you you work um, with sponsorships and and stuff like that. What are your thoughts on this whole um, UFC uniform to get rid of the whole sponsorship thing that people have been talking about for about the past year? Um, well, you know, being that you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of of just kind of uh, progression uh, with with our company, I, I think they kind of you know, Lorenzo and, and Dana, from, from the top down, uh, the company, uh, you know, my, a relative, it's excited. So I think that forward thinking and that leadership that we have down to uh, coordinate, I, other sports presented by these by these blue uh, chip brands such as you know Nike, the Under Armors, Under Armors of the world, the, the Reeboks, the Adidas, uh, you name it. You know, um, to have an official uniform, uh, it just uh, solidifies kind of you know our, our sport is is moving in the direction that it will be going and it should be going. So you don't think that fighters would lose out um, in terms of sponsor pay by something like this happening? Um, but by by losing out, um, I I honestly don't feel that would be the case because you know from my experience from the outside looking in, in terms of how uh, the company handles and, and takes care of its fighters, um, I I can only see it as a as a win win for both the company. Uh, and the fighters as well. So, you know, obviously I'm not in, in those conversations, but I, I don't doubt that for a second that, you know, the, the fighters will be very well um, taken care of because, you know, they are our, our sport, you know what I mean? And um, so I, I I see nothing but good things coming from it. All right. I recently watched your ice bucket challenge for ALS, and <laughs> might I say it was pretty darn good. I mean, that bucket came from way up high. Right down on you. <laughs> yeah, that, it I definitely. Hurt, hurt my... <laughs> it, it what it, I can't say it was as good as Lorenzo Fertitta's, but it was still damn yeah, good. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew I wasn't going to top his. I mean, you know, he, he's the man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have that luxury, but you know, I, I try to give it up there um, to the standards and, and call out my boss and our trainer at the UFC. So and Whoopi Goldberg for that matter. <laughs> so hopefully we'll we'll see. You know, hopefully I'll I'll be able to post. Uh, a picture of, of my boss uh, doing the challenge. Um, Are you surprised that this thing, this ALS ice bucket challenge, has blown up the way it has? Gosh, I was just telling my friend, like, this has to be some sort of record in terms of, you know, uh, just worldwide kind of awareness. Like, I feel like every time I, I look, someone, I watch the video of Oprah doing uh, the ice bucket challenge, and, um, you know, that, that's just amazing. And it goes to show that, you know, obviously, you know, the kind of social media lends itself to, you know, uh, a great uh, medium to support causes that are, are, are so important and which can raise awareness for uh, a, a serious disease as, as ALS. So I, I love it. And just to be a part of it, like I was nominated by, by one of my fans from watching the Pastorette. And, you know, I, I feel kind of like a, Part, part of the cool kids club, you know, because <laughs> um, I just, I'm able to do it and, and it's for a good cause. And, you know, I'm aware of it because, you know, my, my uncle had ALS as well. So, uh, 
I, I love it. Just a few more questions before we let you go here, Markel. You showed off some MMA skills on The Bachelorette when you showed Andy how to do the rear naked choke. Do you <laughs> yeah. do you train mixed martial arts at all? And and have you ever thought about stepping inside the cage yourself? <laughs> um, to be completely honest with you, I I have thought about it, and I was just like, shoot, you know, um, I'm not you know, in, in any kind of fighter shape, uh, I like to think of myself as athletic. Uh, but I'm one of those guys who I just love to know at least a little bit about everything. So obviously kind of like watching, I try to like a little bit of jujitsu, um, at, at our company. And, um, right now, uh, for the past two weeks, I'm training like Muay Thai. So I just love it because it's a great workout and you, and you kind of develop, a whole different perspective and a newfound respect for it. It's one thing to kind of look from not looking at as a spectator and say like, Oh, these guys are very talented. Like they work very hard. Like there's a lot of technique involved, but you know, it's not until you actually start, you know, punching a bag or kicking a bag and you see like, gosh, like I'm, I'm so tired. Like I thought I was in shape and I had no idea how out of shape I was. <laughs> so, um, you know, if, if I were ever to get an octagon, I think it would be in like a, uh, uh, a play octagon, not not the real thing, because those guys are are no joke. You never know. There are there are plenty of amateur <laughs> scenes out there. It sounds like you you said you've been training some jujitsu. Two weeks of Muay Thai. Yeah. You never know. We might right. see Markel Martin. Uh, you maybe never you know. <laughs> the Cookie Monster or something could be your nickname. <laughs> uh, oh, I like that. I, I I like the idea of that. I, I might have to run that by Dana and say, look, you know. I'm going to take this thing serious for the company. (laughs) Now, you said, you obviously, we said the Cookie Monster, you're a cookie fan. What is your go-to cookie? My go-to cookie is just a classic warm chocolate chip cookie. You know, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, I probably had, you know... Tens of thousands of chocolate chip cookies in, in my lifetime, honestly. <laughs> I feel like, but uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. What's your favorite cookie? Um, I like. Uh, it has to be soft. Um, right. Yeah. You know, gooey, like you said, warm. Uh, it can't be hard yeah. and crispy like that stuff that you get at the grocery store. You know, like Chips Ahoy kind yeah. of thing. None right. of that. It's yeah, gotta yeah, be yeah. gotta be fresh. I I like a good chocolate chip cookie, but I I could do like a white chocolate macadamia nut as well. There you go. Okay, that's strong. Strong move. That's a power <laughs> move right there. <laughs> now, you had some of the best style on The Bachelorette. Um, people spoke Thank about you. that. Uh, on yeah. the last episode of Bachelor in Paradise, though, I mean, really, you pulled out like sort of an Urkel style. Where did that come from? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, that outfit was like a plan B. Um, I remember <laughs> the producer, because I wanted to wear uh, some shorts, some jean shorts with that, and the producer just like shut me down. I was like, oh, no. So I kind of uh, tried to put something together. Like I know like, I like to wear, you know, kind of fashionable glasses at, at times and try to do something a little different. But looking back at it, I was like, I wish I wouldn't have worn that. It was a little bit too too Urkel-inspired, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was cool, you know. I I think uh, my fashion uh, when I when I went back, that's not my distraction, but I think 
We talked about fighters. Do you have a fashion icon? In terms of fighters? No, no, no. Not in terms of fighters. Just someone you oh, look to gotcha. in terms of fashion of who you sort of not replicate as a style icon, but someone that you look yeah. at and you're like, wow, I, I could wear that. I could pull that off. Right. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I think I kind of draw inspiration and, and try to, you know, uh, I would say definitely Andre 3000, uh, Usher. Okay. Good choices. <laughs> yeah. He, and Pharrell. And Pharrell. Other than that big hat, yeah. you won't be wearing one of those, right? Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not into that. I think he's, he went overboard with that. But who am I to tell Pharrell what he can wear? <laughs> True that. He is Markel Martin. <laughs> He works for the right. UFC and was featured on both The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. It's been a fantastic 20-minute conversation here. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day today to chat with me. Just let people know if they don't already. I mean, you, it doesn't seem like you've been on Twitter for that long, but you've already garnered a huge fan base. So where they can get a hold of you in the social media universe. Yeah, so I, again, just thank you so much for, for having me, uh, you know, on my Instagram, you can follow me, Kel underscore Martin. And my Twitter, which I just recently started to step up my Twitter game, you can find me at, at Martel Martin. And, uh, I, again, thank you so much for having me. It was, it was an extreme pleasure. And, you know, all my experience from the UFC, the Bachelorette, and Bachelor in Paradise is nothing but a blessing. So, Markel, thanks again, man, and, and all the best in the future. Whatever it holds, Bachelor, you never know. Who knows? But uh, thanks for joining me today, man. <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. Have a great one. What a great interview. Markel Martin um, stepping up his game on Sucker Radio. Who knows? We could see this guy in an amateur uh, cage sometime in the not-so-distant future. Markel the Cookie Monster Martin. <laughs> I love it. Hopefully he calls me out if he uh, uses that nickname or, or that alias, whatever you want to call it. But it was awesome to hear his talk about him on The Bachelorette as well as Bachelor in Paradise and what Dana White and Lorenzo and the rest of the UFC team thought about him being on that show. I'm not going to talk too much longer because this was a special presentation, as I said. Um, please peep the interview. Thank you to Markel Martin for joining me on the show today. Um, it's a short one. It's a doozy. I think you guys will dig it. Um, listen to Sucker Radio anywhere podcasts can be heard. iTunes, Stitcher, and everywhere else. Follow MMA Sucker on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash MMA Sucker, and on Twitter at MMA Sucker. With that, I'm out. Love and marriage go together like a horse and carriage. This I tell you, brother, you can't have one without the other. Love and marriage, love and marriage. It's an institute you can't disparage. Ask the local gen. To this conclusion, love and